Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining the podcast this week. We are joined by Rachel Anaker, and she's one of my good friends. And we're talking about just the time period of life between all of your friends getting married, you still being single, and just kind of that inner wrestling that happens. And so very excited to talk about this and especially to have Rachel on the podcast. Just a little bit more about Rachel. Rachel is an opera singer, arts administrator, and human resources professional. She sings in the choir at Central Presbyterian Church and is the production manager for the Central chamber series there. She also works in onboarding for a well-known financial firm. And in her free time, she loves attending classical music concerts, spending time with her friends and walking through New York City's many parks. So Rachel, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Um, We're very excited. And this has been like a long time coming. And I actually like kind of like e-met you before I actually met you in person because you followed the podcast. And so then when we started going to the same church, I was like, oh my gosh, wait, (laughs) I know Yeah. So I'm very excited that we finally get to have you on the podcast, but just to start off, um, just so people can get to know you a little bit more and show like a little bit more of your personality. Um, if you could have dinner with anyone in the history of the world, who would you choose and why? Um, so I would choose J.S. Bach. Um, he is my favorite um, composer. And I think that he is such an amazing example of someone who, um, used his faith like his faith influenced everything that he did um and just like all of his amazing musical works are just my favorite and um especially like the passions and the b minor mass like Mm -hmm. so amazing how he like made his faith like so apparent through those works and he also suffered a lot of like personal tragedy Mm -hmm. his first wife died and then um, several of his children died because it was like the 16 and 1700s. Mm-hmm. Um, and he still managed to create this like beautiful music. And um, yeah, so that's who I would choose to have dinner with. Yeah. And for anyone who doesn't know, can you just like talk about how, I guess, musical you are like and what, like why you like music? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So um, I went to school for opera. Um, so I have three degrees in music. Um, and I still do that, um, on the side, but then I also coordinate, um, a music chamber series for our church, Central Presbyterian Church, um, in New York City. And then I have a day job in human resources. So I do a lot of things. Um, but music is definitely like my passion and um, like, yeah, so (laughs) that's so much fun. Uh, okay. So today we're talking about kind of like dating that like period of like when all your friends are getting married, you're not getting married or you're in a relationship, like that whole like dynamic. So can you just like talk about how, I guess like one, is there anything that you want to make sure we do talk about in the beginning before I start asking you questions? Like anything you want to say or like, well, just to set it up, I'm 30 years old and (laughs) I am engaged and getting married, um, in two months. Um, and so I was like single and mostly single dating some through mm-hmm. most of these. Um, and that was really hard for me um, because a lot of my friends were all married and in yeah. relationship stuff. So I feel like that like has really shaped a lot of my story. So that's kind of where I'm coming from um, with everything that I say. Yeah. I guess I'm curious, did you like either grow up or were you in Christian circles for your whole twenties? 
Yeah. So um, I grew up in a Christian home. I went to a Christian school for undergrad, um, Houghton University now um, in Western New York. And then I came to New York City um, right after graduating from undergrad and I did my master's at NYU. Um, so it was very interesting. That, that was the first time I really was um, in a day-to-day place that was not Christian. Okay. Um, but I still like had, I found um, my church mm-hmm. soon after I um, moved to the city and um, I met a lot of Christians through my best friend who had um, gone to college in the city. Okay. So I had Christian community around me and like was in, was in that in my twenties. Um, but yeah, I would say NYU was a very different yeah, experience definitely. <laughs> my undergrad. And like, I guess like traditionally in Christian circles, I feel like people get married very young. Was that like an experience you had with a lot of your friends? Like, was it like right after college or even during college that people were getting married or like, what did that look like for you? Yeah. So, um, I just assumed, so my parents both went to Christian colleges Mm -hmm. and they got married when they were like 24 and 25. And so I just like assumed that that would be my story. And, um, I, like really just thought like I'm gonna meet my husband at Houghton Mm -hmm. and like a lot of my most of my friends did meet their husbands at Houghton and so one friend get married while we were still in college and then there were like two weddings right after graduation and then there were like two more two years later and that was like most of my like close group of friends I was like great yeah (laughs) and so like and just the culture it's very much the like ring by spring situation Mm -hmm. and I remember like so I had one dating experience in college um and actually that person um ended up coming out as gay later and so we stayed friends and that was like I you know it's interesting because I wouldn't change anything because I feel like that whole experience like really made me who I am in a lot of ways but I also am like my life probably would have been a lot easier if we had not still been really close friends after breaking up um but I just felt like there was this like this like glass wall kind of separating myself from like other people who were dating and I was I really didn't know what that was and um I actually, I think how we decided to do this podcast episode was we were like texting about uh-huh. um, episode from where do we go from here at the podcast. Yeah. And they were talking about the sto- the things that they would tell their younger selves um, in purity culture. Yeah. And one thing that I really resonated with was one of the hosts, um, Devi, I believe, was saying that she told herself this story that like, I'm smart. And guys don't like that. And so like, I'm just going to be single for a long time. And when it became clear that like, I was not getting married to anyone from Houghton and that wasn't like going to be my story. I really like took that on of like, well, I'm just like too driven and smart. And like, everyone is, all the guys are like intimidated by me, which may have been, (laughs) Um, but like, I, I just think that the power that those stories we tell ourselves is really crazy. And I would like, the thing that I would do differently is like mainly not like tell myself that. Um, and I think what 
probably the actual reason that I didn't date anyone else um, in college was because I was still hung up on that first guy for a long time. And so I think that like I was not emotionally available. And so that's like, honestly, that is probably why. And once I like moved to New York and like, I am still actually friends with this person. Um, but like once I, it wasn't like a daily interaction or thing, I realized like, oh, <laughs> oops, yeah. okay, got it. Um, yeah, so that was just really like, that was my experience in college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was that like? I'll say like emotionally or like mentally like I think I feel like there's like a transition transition not always but like when your friends get married friendships do change and like the like dynamics you have like with that person change what was that like also like you see like all your friends getting married I'm sure like they were hanging out with each other as married couples what is that like as someone who you are friends with them but you're not married anymore so there's like what was that like for you well I feel like I have one friend in particular um from college who and she's actually the one who got married first. Okay. Um, and so it's kind of crazy because I feel like she has been the person who best understood what it was like, even though her experience was the most different from mine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where like she would still have me and our other friends over to her and her husband's apartment. And like he worked um, like in the cafeteria. So he worked late and stuff. Um but like we spent, uh, there was, a, there was like a similar amount of time that we spent together before she got married and after. Okay. And so I feel like I'm so grateful for that. Um, and I do feel like a lot of my friends did a good job of like still investing in our friendship, like once they got married. And I think something that I had to like get used to was like that it would be different. Mm-hmm. And that was hard, but I always tried to like be understanding of that. Um, But I think that you have, like one has to work really hard to like not let yourself get bitter. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like there are friendships that like did really like just Hmm. fall off after people got married. And that is really hard. And I've had to, be like okay um that person just like they have different priorities now and it doesn't mean that they don't love me or care about me but like they're really not um in the same place and like they're not able to continue the friendship in the same way and I think like also um I'm an extrovert mm-hmm. and I'm too so I'm very much like giving helping like yeah. I'm the one like making um like reaching out, making plans, initiating things. And I had to come to a certain point with like a couple of friends where I was like, I'm just not going to reach out anymore. And like, if they want to see me and talk to me, they can come to me. But like, it was wearing on me like too much emotionally to like do that. And I think it actually, yeah, so that was, that was really hard. And um, definitely like, as I'm going into marriage I'm like I'm not gonna do that and like I have all these things of like I really I don't want to forget and that's the thing I feel like it's so easy to forget what it was like in the previous um I feel like Christians overuse this word 
season. <laughs> um, I feel like it's so easy to forget the feelings in the previous chapter. That's better. That's what my fiance says. Yeah. He says chapter. Um, yeah, the previous chapter, and um, and just like really immerse yourself in your current like situation. But I think that like what would behoove all everyone, whether you're single or dating or married or whatever, mm-hmm. is like having empathy for the other the people in the other chapters like mm-hmm. even if you ever experienced that like and I mean I've done this with like friends who have kids like okay yeah I haven't heard from this person in a while like they have a new baby like that is totally understandable I'm gonna offer to like bring them dinner or whatever mm-hmm. like and just like kind of changing what the expectation of like time spending together yeah. is rather than like oh this person doesn't like me because like they don't want to do dinner every week anymore like yeah yeah mm-hmm. I'm curious because we were talking about the where do we go where do we go from here where do we go from here wow okay <laughs> totally like blanked out there um what is something you would tell your younger self about like your current situation or like I guess past situation then but <laughs> I think what I would tell my younger self is if you don't meet your husband in college it doesn't mean you're going to be single forever Mm -hmm. and I really feel like that was like a message that I like took on um and especially like with moving to the city like and I really hate when people say this but they're like it's so hard to like find someone in New York City and like and I just feel like that is so limiting what God can do yeah like my fiance did not live in New York city six mm-hmm. months. Yet. So like if, and we met on hinge, but if mm-hmm. I gone on hinge before then he literally would not have been there. Mm-hmm. So like, you never know who you're going to like, who's going to move to the city or um like download the app for the first time. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. But that is the main thing I'd say is like, if you aren't married by 22, it doesn't yeah. mean you're never going to get married. Like, normalize getting married uh-huh. at all ages, not just 22 to 25 yeah. <laughs> it's actually like funny because you were talking about how your parents got married like rather young my parents I don't think met until they were 31 or 32 and so like I feel like I grew up like it was like weird because like I saw like all my babysitters getting married like super young or like different things than like even in like high school or college I had friends getting married like right after graduated high school then in college and then after college and so it's like weird because I like had this like weird like pull on both sides where I was like my parents didn't even meet each other until they were like 31 but then I was like but all my friends are married I was like what is this like weird in between um yeah it's like it's a weird place to be in Um, yeah yeah I feel like it's just like instead of like oh my parents were like older when they got married it's like they got married when they were 31 (laughs) or whatever like and that's fine and like they still had children um yeah I just feel like it's so easy to go to that place of like, oh, if I'm not married by X year, then that means I'm never going to get married. I'm never going to have kids. Yeah. And I honestly feel like I wasted a lot of time in my twenties feeling like that. Yeah. I really wish that I had not done that because <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But I also like want to respect myself back then and be like yeah, I really absolutely. feel that way. um and like 
not like dump on that but mm-hmm. at the same time like it yeah <laughs> yeah I think something that's been very interesting for me I was like dating guy and I like thought for sure we would get married and I think if we were still together we probably would have gotten married but after like that relationship ended I started like going back to therapy just like in general and I was like working through things and I was like how on earth was I like a healthy person like before this you know what I mean and like I was just growing so much and like I was like I don't think I could imagine myself even in a relationship before like at all and like so I like worked through so many things and I was like obviously still not perfect but like I feel like so much more like I'll say healthy and like more equipped to go into relationships now that I've like worked through a ton of things I'm like curious what was like that like for you just like in like growing in your 20s because you do like a lot of like self growth (laughs) in your like 20s um so what was that like for you like I guess just like mentally or even like emotionally like that growth through your 20s yeah so um when I moved to New York I did my master's and I did like a dual degree program um at NYU so I did like two degrees in two years which was um, and I didn't really date that much during that time just because I was so busy and like, just, it was a lot, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I feel like at that point, like, so this was 2015 when I, 2015 to 2017 was when I was, um, at NYU. And at that point, like dating apps were still not like quite mainstream. Yeah. And it was very weird to be in this dichotomy of like my like colleagues at NYU were like I was the only Christian and like they were like looking up and like doing yeah. stuff and then I was like in my like church family and like all this stuff and I was like wow this is like really different um and so I feel like after I graduated from my master's in 2017 I had like been through like some really rough stuff in the first half of 2017 and um that was also I had two, like my last two like friends from my group of friends in college got married that summer. And then three of my friends from that group all got pregnant that summer. And I was really in this place of like, that was when I was really in like the, this is never going to happen for me. Uh I was the age that my mom was when she got married. And I was like, I'm not getting married this year. Like, and I was like, I need to do something about this because I am like in a really bad headspace with that. So I, um, I did this course called love your single life, um, that Stephanie Mae Wilson does. Um, and that like, honestly really changed my life. Um, because she has you like go through, like you do a lot of journaling and like self-reflection and just like talking about like what, things like if you knew you were going to get married four years from now like what would you want to do before then and like just really changing the I'm like I'm never going to find anyone and like blah and then having it move into just like okay this isn't where I am right now like I'm gonna enjoy where I am right now yeah yeah and really delve into that and I feel like that really like I feel like that was the point when I really started to like be in a better place with it and obviously it wasn't like perfect yeah after that um but I also like that was when I first tried um hinge was after like doing that Mm -hmm. and um 
yeah it was like so so I had that and then I started listening to like more so she also started her podcast then and that was like the very first podcast I ever listened to was uh-huh. her um and then I started listening to like the heart of dating and like some other like Christian ones and yeah. that like really really helped me a lot and just like knowing that there were other people feeling like I was because even though in New York City like there are more people who are single longer mm-hmm. um, it's still like still being in the church like a lot of my friends were and are married and like it's the pressure is like way less I feel being in the city um but it still like was kind of there yeah. um but I feel like one of the biggest things was realizing that like instead of like being sad and like whenever someone else would like get into a relationship or get engaged or get married be like oh they have that and like I'm never gonna have that it's never gonna happen for me and like and like kind of walking and self-pity um then instead of that saying like okay if God can do that for them like what can you do for me and like that was really that was like hugely life-changing just leaning into that and it has not like I've not been perfect at it Mm -hmm. um like there have been times when I have wallowed and I've like had to especially like you know after breakups and stuff um but like I don't know I I feel like I was able to just really like zero in on those truths and on like, you know, the Bible says that we should rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. And like, I feel like that is, I feel like people get like upset about that a lot of the time. Like people who are joyful are like, why can't everyone be joyful? Like, and then people who are mourning are like, I can't be joyful. Like now, like that's not okay. And like, it is a hard thing. Like it's a hard commandment to like come out of our experience and to really sit and empathize with someone else's experience, especially when it's something that they have and you don't have and that you want. Like that is really hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I feel like that experience like really helped me grow a lot. Um, and then I did, so I did therapy three I'm in I still am in therapy now but I did before this current one I did it two other times before one was in 2017 um and that was more related to like stuff that was going on then not really like dating related Uh and and I did it again in 2020 when everyone was not okay um (laughs) and I was like you know that was more like dealing with um I had had a really bad like roommate situation and so that was dealing with that and then some of just some other stuff. And then, um, so this was like, I guess, almost two years ago. No, it was over two years ago. So I had met someone in like the fall of 2020. And we like dated for a few months. And then like, he broke up with me. And I have a mentor at Central who was like, really think that and she again, talked about like the story that you're telling yourself she's like I feel like you just keep telling yourself this story of like this guy left me and like I'm rejected and I really want you to like I really think you should go to therapy 
with someone at like Redeemer Counseling yeah. and like delve into that because mm-hmm. like something is going on there. So I started therapy through them um, in like early 2021. And it was like, and so that's the therapist that I'm still with. And it was so incredible. Like I really have like, I feel like that work has been so crucial. And just like, I had like another relationship like before my current one that ended like while I was in that counseling and like that was like I thought I was gonna marry him like all the stuff like very yeah um and I am so grateful that I like stuck with therapy because like it just it helped me so much and especially like having a Christian perspective I feel like is so important um and so that you have both the like the spiritual side but then also the like clinical side yeah um, yeah and then I don't know I read a lot of, I read a lot of books like I read um like Stephanie May Wilson has a bunch of books and um I read Kate Warman's um thank you for rejecting me oh, yeah. um yeah so I feel like those are the main things that like I did like with growth and yeah yeah I guess I'm curious how does your perspective change like on dating and married watching your friends like go through that before you well I definitely like being friends with my friends husbands helped me know what I wanted yeah um and like just seeing their different relationships I don't know really like it really just helped me know like okay this is the type of relationship that I want this is maybe the type of relationship that I don't want like yeah yeah. and um I also like um I also really valued their feedback and I'm really grateful that like I sometimes felt like dumb because it's like oh like I literally dated a lot of people in my 20s yeah and my like closest friends heard about most of like pretty much all of them mm-hmm. and I sometimes felt kind of like dumb or like uh they're like oh Rachel's dating someone else now um but I think that like when I really sat with like okay they don't think it's my fault and they don't think I'm dumb for like dating a lot of people uh-huh. um and I just like kind of allowed for them to speak into my life like that helped a lot um but I think also like we well I'm saying we I guess I'm still technically single um we as single people like do have like things that we can offer married people and I think that when like married like I have again my one my one friend who's awesome if she listens who who she is um but she like has asked me for advice and for my thoughts on things like so many times over the years and that just made me feel so valued and like I my voice was important and my experience was important even though it was different than hers yeah and I just think that that is something that like married people can definitely like do better at is like ask your single friends for advice like just because 
they don't have a ring on their finger like they still know some things yeah and like also like don't be afraid if your friend isn't like asking you advice like don't be afraid to like share your thoughts on things um yeah so I don't know if that really answers the question but oh I love it um and then I don't really know how to like phrase this question but we were talking beforehand about I guess like different ways that you were prepared but then also how you like now in this relationship and dating your fiance how that's like not only like helped you guys prepared you guys but also like your community and helped them work through things can you just like speak a little bit more to that yeah I'm gonna finish chewing my bite (laughs) (laughs) um yeah um so my fiance and I have just like had to work through some things I think that's another thing that I'm gonna briefly touch on is like I feel like in the church because marriage tends to be like idolized we think that like when we meet the person that we're going to marry that everything's going to be perfect and like that I feel like people are getting better at this but like it's still not like great Mm -hmm. there's just like this expectation that things are going to be easy and great and awesome and like that's just not the case yeah like obviously there are certain signs that it's like okay if that happens like peace out like no but um especially like and I do say this is like not necessarily like a downside but like just a fact about when you're older you have more trauma mm-hmm. so like I was bringing certain traumas into our relationship and then my fiance was bringing like other traumas and like we had to really work through some stuff and there were some really hard moments yeah. um and I also like from my last before this relationship I had like so decided that he was my person that ex that I like didn't tell my mom who I'm have a very good relationship with or um like I wasn't really telling a lot of people about like the really not great stuff that was happening because I was just like so convinced that he was the person for me uh-huh and then like after we broke up I told my mom some of the stuff and she was like wow, if you had told me that before, like, I would have told you to, like, be a lot more cautious. Yeah. And I was like, okay, wow, that's really good feedback. And so in my current relationship, I was very honest with, like, my mom and my, like, closest friends about, like, the stuff that we're going through. And so my, um, when, so actually my, my friend and I talked the week, um, before I got engaged, I like pretty much knew I was going to get engaged. Uh Um, so yeah, but we were talking and she said that watching like us work through our stuff and like she and her husband had some like conversations about like our conflicts and then they would like have to like have that same conversation. Yeah. She said that that whole process, like has helped them grow in their marriage and they've been married for almost 10 years. And when she told me that I was really like, my mind was completely blown because like, not only did like my fiance and I have to get to like, I, and we have said this many times to each other, but like, we don't think we would have been ready for this relationship. Like even a year before when it happened, like it had to be like the right exact time. Mm -hmm. And, And so not only did like, God need us to get to this place but also like our friends would not have been ready for like that same growth yeah yeah even like a year earlier and so I was just really I was so struck by that 
And just like, I know it sounds super cheesy, like God knew, but like he did. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and so I think that that's something to really rest in for people who are still single is like, okay, what can I work on now? Like that will set me up best for success in a future relationship and hopefully marriage. But also remembering like, it isn't just me. Like we aren't in a vacuum. It isn't just me and my partner that like need to get to this place. And like we both, but it's also like we have community around us that like will be blessed when Mm -hmm. we like whenever we do meet each other mm-hmm. and that it's not just for us that we have to wait. Yeah. And I, I was just, yeah, I was so overwhelmed by that. Um, so that's like a, a really thing that I wanted to emphasize. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, is there anything else that you want to talk about? Hmm. Um, I think that like, I don't know. I just like to people who are like on dating apps and like, be in this place of like, oh, I feel like so burnt out on dating apps and stuff. Um, I think it's really good to take breaks. Um, I like, I was on Hinge when I met my fiance, that was my fourth time on Hinge, I think. Yeah. Um, And like, I really took like, so I got a few, I was in a few relationships like from Hinge, Um, Mm -hmm. but every time, like when they would end, I would like really take some time to heal yeah and I think that that's the most important thing is like really um like not waiting too long to get back out there because that's something that I see a lot I feel but also not just like jumping right back in yeah yeah so like checking in with how you're feeling and with the Lord of like okay where am I right now like do I need to take some more time or is it okay for me to get back out there? And yeah. like, I think just like keeping going and like when you do, when you are on like an app or whatever, like having, not having the mindset of like, well, dating apps suck and like nothing ever thought of them that's good. And like, because yeah. like, you know, if you bring that, like, and I don't want to sound like woo woo or whatever, but I, uh-huh. I think this is like when you bring that like energy of like uh this sucks and like only losers are on this so like I'm a loser and you must be a loser yeah. that other person can sense that mm-hmm. and so the more that you can just be like you know I don't know if this is like and that was another thing is like I used to really be like is this my husband like literally all the time okay. and then when I stopped trying to think that all the time and just being like okay I'm getting coffee or drinks yeah. or whatever, another human mm-hmm. that got to get to know them. And like, what I'm evaluating right now is like, do I want to see them again? Not like, do I want to marry them? Yeah. Yeah. And so like coming with that, like mindset and with the, like, I don't know what God's going to do, but like a little bit more positive, I think makes a huge difference. Yeah. Um, And also like trusting your gut, like, my first date with my fiance, like one of the biggest things that I was struck by with him is that, um, like I said, I'm an extrovert 
And I usually would be like the one giving all the social energy. And like, that's even like easy for me to do. Like that's pretty, like comes naturally to me. But what I was so struck by with him is that he was like giving that energy back to me. And that was like the first time I'd ever really experienced that. Yeah. And that was like so amazing. Um, Yeah. So I just, yeah, I would say like, keep going, like try to stay like positive and hopeful and then um, trust your gut and your instincts. And like the other way as well, like, sometimes you just get like a bad, a bad vibe from someone uh-huh. and like, you should trust that. Um, cause unfortunately not everyone has like your best interests at heart and they might say one thing and then like actually do or believe another. And so I think that's really important to like, just mm-hmm. really your boundaries and be like, you know, this is my faith. These are my convictions and not like, not like be waffling on those. Yeah. Oh, that's great advice. I love this. <laughs> I feel like ready to get back on hinge now, you know, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> oh goodness. As always, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can reach us at the holy podcast on Instagram or email us at the holy at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.